We wear caps and sleeves at this level, son. Understood? Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to uh, another episode of the California Penal League podcast. Um, I'm Steve. With me, as always, is Chris and Fabs. What's going on, guys? Not much. Not, Not much. much. Well, a lot's going on. We are about to do a little a little spring training check-in for our beloved Cleveland baseball team. That's right. I'm going with the generic name for <laughs> the intro. We are the Cleveland baseball team for the foreseeable future, potentially. We are just going to, we're going to dip our toe in the spring training water, see what's going on over uh, in uh, Goodyear, Arizona. And, uh, you know, make probably big claims of things for guys who have uh, 12 at bats and get real hyped over that. And then, oh, yeah, three games, <laughs> 14 at bats. Again, yeah, we're going to, we're going to overreact to everything. We're going to start the season in double A in May. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we will be overreacting throughout most of this episode. So please strap in for this. Uh, but, you know, it's always nice to take a step back, just see how things are going on the spring training front and, uh, you know, try to try to navigate the choppy waters of who's making the roster and, and, and just to see who's off to a good start and making a good impression on the team, whether or not they make it. Um, so um, just kind of, you know, uh, throwing it out there, right? Just to start, um, I think like some of the a couple of the things that have stood out to me at least in reading everything about spring training so far, it's that like any story about Indian spring training so far, it's Bobby Bradley lost thirty five pounds, yep, and he's like mm-hmm. the most cut dude on planet Earth. He's felt now, <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. he's felt. He's agile around the base. He's he's yeah, he's putting up good effort defensively. He's trying to get that first base job. That's Probably the main thing I keep hearing, and then the second thing, and I'll then I'll pass it to you guys, is a combo. Andres Jimenez and Yu Chang are raking at the plate. Those are like the two two guys that just the names keep like boom, 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 keep popping out there. It's like, hey, yeah. what about this? I would say early spring training. Those are some of the main things, uh, but I want to get your guys kind of uh, you know what's ringing in your head uh, with spring training so far? Yeah, for me, everything I keep seeing is Bobby Bradley and uh, Jimenez being better than advertised and people just immediately forgetting Francisco Lindor ever existed. Uh, I think he hit an inside-the-park home run today, uh, so that's exciting. Yes, And he, yeah, his defense has been really great, and that's kind of the main thing that they just want him to hit above average. Uh, he's super quick on the bases, and if he's if he's that just lockdown defender, then you did a great job in that trade. Um, also, I now know that Franmo Reyes and Jose Ramirez like to hang out outside of uh, outside of the locker room and break uh, COVID protocol. So at least it's not yes. during the season. I That's like right. the I like the team camaraderie aspect of that story. Yeah. So also to right, their so credit. Fran Mill went and got die. a haircut. <laughs> Fran Mill went and got a haircut, and then they yeah. both went and got lunch indoors. Okay. Which I didn't realize was a part of COVID protocol, um, but those them are the rules, and they cannot do it. So uh, they had a quarantine for a few days. It sounds like everything's coming back okay. 
And they yeah, I think they came back negative today, so I think yeah. they they should be good to go. But no, I actually no, I I agree with you though, Chris. That like the the camaraderie and that they're spending time outside of like granted there is a pandemic. Everyone, please keep wearing your mask even after you're vaccinated. Just stay safe. But it's good that two of our most important offensive weapons like to spend time together. That's and true. we're going to overanalyze that a bunch. I yeah. do wonder. It's like why eat? You're in Arizona. Probably every establishment has like a patio. But does would that be against the protocol if they went to like? See, I don't know. I just learned because this is how quickly and everything came together, um, and was poorly communicated by Major League Baseball. That due to the uh, such few innings being pitched last year. After a pitcher reaches 20 pitches, it's up to the manager's discretion yeah. to continue the inning. I was watching the Red and Sox was, game the other day, and I believe it was Garrett Richards uh, was pitching for the Red Sox, and he was getting absolutely shellacked. And he got the 20 pitch limit, I think, in the first two innings. Yeah. Where Al Cora was like, nah, we're good. Nah, we're <laughs> You're good, enough. man. We've done Come enough out. work. <laughs> yeah. and, and that's the other thing, too, to remember about spring training, especially these these early games, is don't look too closely at Shane Bieber's numbers. You know, his ERA is, I think, around four and a half, five. Because sometimes guys will literally just throw 20 fastballs. Right to work on, yeah, just to work on. So some numbers might you might look at and you go, "Oh dear, what are we going to be getting ourselves into this?" Um, And it's the same when the guy's hitting when he guy hits six hundred in spring training, and you're like, "Oh my god, the MVP!" Well, Baseball Reference did come out with a nice little new feature that if if people are going to look up minor league stats that way, it's a one to ten scale of the quality of opponent they're facing. Ten being major league quality, one being oh, that's probably cool. like a little leaguer, um, <laughs> or like Billy Crystal doing like a, a fun inning or something. Yeah. Oh yeah, we're yeah. <laughs> exactly <laughs> the Yankees. Yeah, but the good news. I was say the good news is it seems like the uh, the Indian starters are facing at least you know. Triple A major league level talent and you, uh, you know doing well. We're scoring runs. That's exciting. Yeah. Well, that's a, I mean you know I think it's it's never a bad thing to be excited and to see that especially new especially new names and then younger guys are making an impression. Like yes. the alternative is that. <laughs> they're Everybody's all sticking up their joint. Yeah, right. They're all hitting, you know, under a hundred in their first 12 to 15 at bats in spring training. You know, Hey, there's a lot, like we've said on past episodes, there's a ton of competition at more than you would think at a lot of these positions. And it looks like a lot of these guys are hungry to make the team. You know, you Chang is kind of a man without a position right now on this team. And he seems to be playing his way on at least as of right now, to where he'd make it impossible to not put him on this roster. So, and and you're looking at a guy who's 25 years old. Maybe uh, there's some untapped is, potential. He's 25. Is he 25? Yeah. I think I, he was. Yeah. Oh wow. I thought he was like a year or two younger. Yeah. So I no, mean, it's, still it's make pretty or break young. Time for him. It's make or break time. But I mean, he. I, I would say this: if he makes the team and sticks on it. 
you're looking at a guy who's still only 25, but if he doesn't make this team, yeah, you're looking at yeah. a guy whose future will never be with the Indians. So that's, that's probably a better way. Of, yeah. You know, he'll, he'll, he'll probably go to the Rays and probably hit 280. So. Yeah. He'll start with Yandy Diaz and they'll, they'll shore up the left side of that, uh, of the right. uh, infield. That's great. Good for me. So that that's my <laughs> that's my uh, silver lining there. When we ultimately uh, give up on Yu Chang too early, but yeah, you were talking about uh, the COVID thing with Ramirez and and Reyes. We'll just get it out of the way now. From a PR perspective, the Indians have not had a great spring training, and I am just very excited to get past that. Not not sugar or not like I'm not trying to brush past what happened with like Mickey Calloway or anything, but and there's still a lot of stuff it would appear to come out. But I I will be very happy when actual baseball games are being played and we don't have to wake up and be and like be enduring. Like the, when the news dropped yeah. about Mickey Calloway initially, I, I don't know about you guys, but I had like a pit in my stomach because I was like, oh, they're all going to lose their jobs. Like, oh, yeah. When the sky is falling to you two. I was like, yeah. they're all going to be fired. It's over, guys. Well, and like, and to be fair, it's like, I mean, yeah, like obviously like, you know, it feels like it felt like the world was ending. The Indians world was ending, but I mean, on some level, it's like, I know more facts have come out about Mickey Calloway and stuff. Uh, I know it was, we've, we were talking about this just before we recorded. Um, he was in a consensual relationship, which was still an affair, uh, 2017, I guess other women have come out and said that he was creepy towards them and did some things. And the Indians, of course, denying all of this when they no doubt knew it makes it 10 times worse. Yeah. Well, they definitely knew about the relationship because that guy, the husband of the wife, called, called their PR department like two to three times a week. Right. And the answer was to get Tito on the horn with this guy yes. and like what? <laughs> give him an autographed ball? Dude. I, I mean, it's they, like, it's, I don't want to hear the from story you, dude. was a little unclear what <laughs> yeah, the end like, game of. Uh, Tito's involvement was supposed to be. Oh, like, Tito's a really great. This over, Terry. Right, yeah. Tito's a really great manager, but like trusting him to mediate anything that isn't just like a baseball decision is an awful call. Yeah, a hundred percent. Like, what leg does he have to stand on here? He's like, he was covering it up for his buddy. I mean, right. The the other thing is is like ultimately, it's like the worst part of this. The worst part of it all is that somebody should have been, somebody probably should have lost their job here. And because, because then it, it sends a signal, especially to like female fans that, Hey, (laughs) this is fine. Um, And the organization, you know, you know, uh, by this show of not disciplining anybody essentially endorses like rampant behavior by its staff, the the affair is one thing, but like, I know, you know, but other women, women now having, you know, the courage to come forward and be like, yeah, he was sending me stuff and like being a weirdo. It's like them denying it probably should have sealed the fate of somebody. And I don't but know in who. Fairness, those stories about him sending unsolicited pick or when he left. I thought that according there's, to the story, um, according to the story, he made, you know, some, low-level comments to some employees in Cleveland that were never reported to HR. Mm-hmm. The unsolicited dick pics I was with once, the Mets. He, once he yeah, became the Mets man. I did like the story. My favorite tidbit from the Mets 
is that he uh that somebody some staff guy said that Mickey was on his phone like 24/7 and that like even like 2 hours before a game he wouldn't be paying attention to meetings and he would just be on his phone like texting and stuff at like 5:30 Jesus for a game so this guy's like he's a sick dude and yeah i i just like it sucks because you just like deep down you're like you know it seems like the indians are going to get away with this a bit like there's going to be like kind of like it's going to blow over yeah and it just kind of feels like wrong that that would be the case no matter even if the story comes out the way it does about, you know, the affair and everything. It's just like, I don't know, man. It just seems like there's... I, it, what what bothers me the most is that they didn't just fire him and be like, look, you're just the pitching coach, man. Like, I know you're important. Dude, but, it's always what happens. Like, but you, just Urban, why do you get yourself entangled in this? They always well, do that shit. It's the loyalty, that, like, brotherhood bullshit. They peddle, like, Urban Meyer covering for uh that asshole Earl Bruce's like fucking grandson and he was like the special teams assistant coach and he was beating the shit out of his wife and i mean thankfully it kind of led to Urban Meyer's resignation but there's like i'm always hyper embarrassed anytime like any OSU fans start the like what bullshit that Urban Meyer had to leave it's like no that was like I, I, I mean, like this is, I would rather just have like a losing team than have a team that is going to allow like women to be sexually harassed, women to be abused, uh, physically, emotionally, mentally, uh, sexually. Like, I, I don't want any part of that. Like, I'd no. rather just not be a good team than be an organization that like has that kind of shame. Urban also had stuff going on in Florida too. Oh, yeah. Uh, dude, that everywhere that guy that. goes. Good well, luck, Jacksonville. Forget that. We're talking. Tito too, though. Like, I mean, Tito had, by the well, end of his time in Boston, it was like a he was circus. guys. Yeah. Oh, the fried chicken and beer. Fried chicken yeah. and beer Jesus and all Christ. that. Yeah. I'll take that. I'll take that over yes. this. Yeah. yeah. Good, totally. To- yeah. And I don't mean to equate the two because, like, obviously it's not. But it's 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 more like, and and there, I'm sure there's like some stuff obviously that people don't know. But I'm just more disappointed than anything. It's like, yeah. how could you? It's like if you knew he was like this nip it all in the bud early and just be like, sorry, you, you're, you're a creep to women and you're making people uncomfortable. It's a not, it's not a secret that you're doing that. And also in the midst of when we are at our best in 16 and 17, you're a huge ass distraction with your affair. And that's that boys club thing where it's just like, Oh, whatever. You know, he's just causing a scene with this woman. We'll find out like five years from now that like, Mickey Callaway was making Bauer fly that drone to people and women that ended up like busting his hand up. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> if that's totally. the case, ultimately, <laughs> Anthony should have never said anything about not knowing. Yeah. I think. Um, that, right. That's where, that's, that's where it's just so much worse. So much worse. And it's just a huge PR disaster. And ultimately, it's really sad for like humanity i just feel i feel really bad i feel really terrible for like female indians fans who have to like once again like reconcile like this bullshit where it's like i love the team but then here we are again where they don't give a a goddamn about women and nobody pays the price for anything and it's like that's that's the worst part of it 
I'll take it a step further. I feel bad for the women working in sports because they are most definitely in a minority category, you know, just by sheer volume. And, you know, having studied sport management and looking around at my class when I was an undergrad, it was like, yeah, there's 30 dudes in this class and one girl. Right. And that's the workforce. That's, you know, that's going to be the workforce for the next, you know, 10 years. And um, I don't know. I don't, I don't also get trying to approach the same woman time and time and time after, you know, again, as uh, he did, you know, while he was in New York uh, and they you know, rebutted his uh, advances. Like, dude, she's not into you. Mm-hmm. Move along. Well, it's like to him, but he's like, I'm going to be But it worked in, yeah, it worked in the 80s or, you know, whatever, when he was in high school, man. And I always was, thought it was, when I when I worked uh, at the AP, everybody always, as Terry too, Francona, would always joke about the, how tight Mickey Calloway's pants were. And now I just feel real weird about it, where I'm just yeah. like, that's strange. You probably did that on purpose. Yeah, totally did that. Like this Constantly spilling water on him. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> massive, massive creep. Don't worry. The uh, Indians will make it up to female fans with like a pandering, like pink jersey giveaway for women's appreciation night and like <laughs> right. fireworks on Fridays. It's probably, yeah. I didn't check their social Most accounts. Definitely. I would assume the Indians were quiet on uh, in International Women's Day, which was today. I'm so, sure they were. I, I, I think, they were, I think they, they were still King. tweeting out, I think they were still right. tweeting out Michael Stanley, Stanley tribute. That's fine. That is yeah. fine. More than fine. Just stick to that. Okay, so PR disasters out of the way. We are We are a few weeks from actual baseball, which will help, you know. Exciting. <laughs> this is what this is all about. So, at the very least, we'll have baseball to think about uh, while we contend with the world being garbage. So, I don't know. It, it's it's exciting. I feel like I, I feel like the vibe, uh, you know, a few weeks into into the games now, is that I think people are are looking at this roster, thinking what we've been saying this whole time, which is these guys aren't you know gonna knock a lot of these guys maybe won't knock your socks off, but like. I think we have I think we have a team that can hit. I think we have a team of guys that can get on base. I think we have a team of guys that can do the little things and still play really good defense. Um yeah, we're not going to have the janitor from uh Scrubs looking at the uh newspaper going, "Who the hell are these guys? Who are these fucking guys?" This is like uh, yeah, it's reminding me of the 2015 Royals team. <laughs> I love I love that that reference has to be every, every, every episode. Every episode. <laughs> Well, CFABs, it really reminds me also of the uh, 04 team with the Indians right before mm. that 05, 06, 07 run, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, I'm, I am just like, we've mentioned this a few times. I, we, we might be out of contention for the playoffs by August. You never know. Um, I, I think we'll still be sticking around to make things interesting, but... It is exciting, though. I think I just having that reset. It the, the as fun as that twenty sixteen run was just magic, um, but year by year we just drifted further and further away, and it, we still have some of our my favorite. Like we have Ramirez, who's one of my favorite Indians of all time. 
Shane Bieber's super young, reigning Cy Young, uh, reigning Cy Young, AL Cy Young winner. Um, it's just really fun though. Like it's just fun to see like a bunch of position battles and know that we're not just filling it with the same stuff and like, like, okay, this is the team. Hopefully the Yankees get hurt or hopefully Houston Verlander's out in the playoffs or something breaks our way injury wise. Cause we know they're not good enough to compete against those teams. <laughs> if everyone's at full, full uh, strength, regardless of how bad uh, the Yankees pitching is like, they still mm-hmm. just tee, up, tee us off every, every single playoff game. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I just, you know, we just don't know. Um, I think there's a, I mean, there's just so much up in the air, but, from you know early returns of spring training, talking about overreacting, it's like okay, I th- I think I think this might be the makeup of a team like you said, Chris. That could be like maybe if this year breaks our way, could be really fun and exciting. Or I think it's got the makeup of like a couple years from now being a true contender, and it's fun to be on the ground floor of that. To be like, hey, here are some names you know that are making some some waves in spring training. You know, Tyler Freeman's. Uh, you know, getting some at bats. Um, that Gabriel Arias from the Mike Clevenger trade mm-hmm. is not only getting some at bats, but hitting eight seventy five, and hit <laughs> like I think he was. You know, I think he had a hit in his first like I don't know what five at bats or something like that. And five uh, or six, yeah, yeah. He he went on a tear to start the spring, and so that's exciting. He's going to start the year in the minors for sure. But you just. And then, of course, we mentioned Jimenez and, uh, you know, a couple other guys um, that are that are making some noise um, early on in the spring. But, you know, that's that that's the fun part of the spring so far for the Indians is that, you know, uh, it doesn't seem like all doom and gloom. You know, I, I, I they seem to exist. The Indians sort of exist right now. in like that. I don't I don't know if you guys get this vibe, but like a lot of people are like. I would say the good thing about the Indians right now is that nobody feels like, I don't feel like fans are, are like, Oh, this season's a wash F this. And mm-hmm. it's, I don't know if it's just because baseball hasn't been around in a full capacity for two years or what, but I get the sense people are like, Oh, wait a minute. Like, th- Hey, wait, this team could be fun. There, there is a momentum building for sure. I, like you said, early returns, Looking at it, we're halfway ish through spring training. A thir- you know, a third of the way through ish, somewhere in that vicinity. The early returns are looking good, and yeah, you know, the guys who we're hoping on are doing well, and there are some surprises too. As I say, the other thing, some of the non-roster guys that we've brought in, like the Billy Hamilton, uh. Ben Gamble's Ben Gamble, uh, he made that crazy catch, didn't he? He, he made a, some kind of play. Didn't he d- jump over the? He jumped over the wall. I think he got the fifty dollar MVP uh, money from okay. Francona that game. I think that was him who uh, leaped okay. over that wall. There was a couple, there was another name or two. Some of those non roster guys aren't tearing the cover off the ball, which. You know, some listeners might go, wait, but don't you want them to? No, 
No, I don't, because I want to see some of our younger guys get opportunity to play um, and contribute. And those guys are taking advantage of the situation right now. Right. No, like a Daniel Johnson. I'd much rather have Daniel Johnson on this roster than Ben Camp. Now, we also have to factor in that AAA season just got bumped back till May, too. So there's not a right. place for some of these guys to go to for that right. service time manipulation. Um, well, yeah. But, and it's also a pain with, like, you know, the fact that there was no minor league season last year either. Yeah, so, and a lot of these guys are a year removed from putting up number that, you know, and, and developing. Like some of these guys haven't, I mean, a lot of these guys haven't um, played in a competitive baseball game since like September of 2019. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, a lot, a lot of them actually. I mean, I mean, any minor leaguer has basically been in that boat. And that's or, tough for, for these teams that are relying on voting through their farm systems like Kansas City, Pittsburgh, Indians, the Marlins. Like that's having to basically lose a year of evaluation, lose a year where it's another year of them getting older where, you know, we could have had Chang fully evaluated if he got another year under his belt at 25. It's just like, okay, we know right. he's on the roster. Yep, but well, now he's and, fighting with Mike Freeman and Tyler Freeman and Ernie Clement and maybe Med Rosario for that utility. Yeah. Well, and then on the pitching side of things, uh, Nick Sandlin was the 2008 was their 2018 pick, mm-hmm. and he was like tearing it up, and then he got hurt in 2019. That's right. Yeah, and then didn't pitch in 2020. <laughs> so. He had a fractured right forearm in 2019 and then didn't pitch at all in 2020. And then uh, I think he was like sick to start this spring. So it's like, and I think he's been pitching pretty well from what uh, he, I can tell. He hit 96 on the radar gun today. Dear Lord. Which, um, Which speaking oh, of gas, the Indians have plenty of it. In yeah, that yes. Class A is like torching. 100, like, 101, like give me that. Yeah, I think I finally settled on a nickname for them because there's about five guys of 97 plus, and I just started. I just wrote down in our notes before this episode uh, the Fire Five. I'm gonna okay. So you got the Fire Unless Five. Since, I got the Fire Five. Since they're all since. young, since they're all young, I'm gonna call them the Gassy Babies. The Gassy Babies. Because <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna call them the. I'm gonna call them the Smoke Goes. The Smoke Goes is. Smoke show, or like that. But goes is not like thirty-one, dude. He's not oh, okay. <laughs> and and Steve, I want to make it super theatrical. I just wanted to say, gassy baby. When he goes to one of the smoke shows or the gassy yeah. babies, yeah. Uh, fr- like all of a sudden, a, uh, an alarm goes off in the bullpen. It's elevated. They go on a fire pole, and they mm. take a little mini a mini oh. fire truck to the mound. Do, do we still have the flames in place from Chris Perez's entrances? <laughs> yeah. I should be yeah. in charge of these decisions for them. Oh I my want God. all the pyro when one of those five guys comes out. And, oh, my God. Uh, Did you guys see that death match on AEW where the pyro just didn't work? For <laughs> It <laughs> no, was incredible. So no. there was like... There was, it was like a, a, if you were in the ring, the ring was going to explode. I only saw the clip. 
and there was like a countdown of like everyone's fighting and all of a sudden it's the 20 and mm-hmm. a guy goes in to get his tag team partner out and then uh, uh ross was announcing it he's like oh my god what's gonna happen and then like a couple of like minor sparklers go off and then it just like fills with smoke and then the crowd starts booing because that, that he like covered his body as if a grenade was gonna explode right, and then right. that was it oh uh, oh so the AEW is bringing fans back they got I think so. Yeah, there are people oh, doing it. So that's funny. They uh, it would be great if they like if they like, they, like had filming a track in like of Florida or something. Florida's wide um, open, baby. Yeah, Florida's wide open. Florida is just like what Florida, pandemic. Texas, <laughs> Mississippi, Arizona. Yeah. They're like tremendous leadership from all, all right. those governors. That Texas. So okay, wait. So all right. So I guess I got to rethink gassy babies. So your smoke show, Fabs. What what did you say? Fire five. I said Fire 5, but that, you know, if Sandlin joins the mix, I mean, I got to rethink it all. I may have to go with, like, the so Fire I really, Festival. I really, fire, fire Festival, festival. incredible. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Yes. Oh, that's good. <laughs> we could have Jaw Rule throughout the opening pitch. <laughs> that would be sweet. Isn't Jaw Rule incarcerated, though? No. Uh, no, I don't think he is. Uh, that Billy guy. Would, the yeah. Billy guy. Billy guy got incarcerated. Jaw Rule, like, so... He basically like got out of that. Like he, I think he saw the writing on the wall and was like, "Oh yeah, like I'm not involved I'm in this." Dip on out of here. <laughs> He's off scamming people with something else. I think. Yeah, maybe that's what it was. Maybe he he got so we'll, something else. Yeah, we'll have to vo- we'll have to put it out for a we're, vote. We'll, on, yeah, we'll. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna workshop mine a little bit more. I mean, I do because, love the like calling adults babies. Like whenever you get a chance, it's like the funniest thing to me. So yeah, that is pretty. Even the a babies is like yeah. very funny. <laughs> we'll put that. We'll put it as an option. What's the name for the bullpen? Gassy babies, yeah. fire the festival, babies. Uh, fire fiber, uh, fire starters. I don't know something like that. And they can just play that song. Ooh, fire star! Yeah, you get Jody Foster in there to to uh, do some opening pitches. <laughs> We've talked Tired a lot about like, who's season. throwing out opening pitches. Yeah, it's all I'm thinking like, about Billy Crystal, Jody Foster. <laughs> Could you imagine just like? Jodie Foster, like what? What the like mixed reaction would be? People are so, would be so confused. <laughs> like, 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 wait, what? She was in a good movie this year, I think. Right? Yeah, she won a Golden Globe. Like, yeah, she's not coming out there. <laughs> I don't know if Jodie Foster would take that invite. Um, <laughs> she would probably be confused as to like why she's even being asked. Yeah, yeah, she's like, yeah, I mean, I like you baseball, that's fine, what? but like, what, what? What city am I in right now? Okay. Why are you asking me to come to Cleveland? Uh, I will say this. Um, I saw some, we've talked about this in uh, a couple episodes, so we are officially we are officially on the record as being the ones who called it. Um, there have been some rumblings of Karen Shack being a little too uh, wild Uh in, in the spring, and some rumblings about possibly a guy like Nick Whitgren being the closer. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. because he's the the elder statesman of the group, so we've thrown Until out class A is ready, dude. Class A man. The funny thing is, like, I mean, what is he going to be like? Your seventh or eighth inning guy? Is like Karen Shack going to be your seventh inning guy? Yeah. Potentially. I mean, that's well, crazy. I think. I th- yeah. Well, that's I'll the take beauty that. of it. That's the beauty awesome. of, of the the arms they have in the pen. That's you what know, happens when you get the smoke show in town, guys. Yeah. Ooh, workshopping that. I like it. 
just got to drop it in, make sure it flows. And yeah, so exactly. Then one of you is accidentally going to say it, and then that's that is a majority. That's vote what we know. Favorites. That's what we yeah. know that we're, like we have settled on a, on a name. When the yeah, when somebody else says the other name, like in just conversation by right. accident, that's yeah, that'll be the thing that counts. That's fair. It is exciting though to have some like big bullpen arms because like yeah. we were like it was like Andrew Miller is like all that's been in town with that for for several years now. So it's it's nice to have a bunch of heat going out there. Well, uh, well let's just yeah. go quickly over the names: Karen Check, which we've covered it at length; Class A. We've covered him. The other three that are a part of this, gosh, I almost said it. The uh, Firestar <laughs> Brigade. Fire the, yeah, I almost said that. Oh, Brigade. Said, Using Brigade. I always, I that's an underused. Fire Brigade. Ooh, fire yeah. Brigade is pretty good. I like that. I'm just going to use a different name every time, guys. Sorry. Okay, I'll I'm take just, it. No. I've decided to move off. Why are you apologizing? This is great. Yeah. Yeah, come on, man. Anthony goes, as I, as I said, you know, uh, people might remember him as being a all glove outfielder for the Tigers and Jays a few years ago, and he's making a comeback as a lefty uh, out of the pen. Um, okay, I've, yeah, I was going to say I remember old. the name from another. Yeah, from Anthony his, goes yeah, position, um, position, and day. then Trevor Steven is a uh, the Rule Five pickup that we got from the Yankees. He is looking like if we want to keep him, we're going to stick him in the bullpen because he was a starter. And um, I think his, you know, I found some numbers that essentially a starter can gain at least a mile to a mile and a half of speed moving from a starting role to a a relief role. Mm -hmm. So, he was topping out around 95, 96, and he's been clocked around 97, 98 now. Dear God. Love it. Um, and then the last name is a little bit of a newer name, but that's Sam Hen- Henkis. I think I right. He's another lefty. Um, also a starter, but some people think his days as a starter are numbered and would be better served as a pen arm. And then, like I had mentioned earlier today, I just saw that Nick Sandlin, um, mm-hmm. who quickly rose, like Steve said, through the ranks in 2018, hit 96. And that's the guy who I thought was topping out around like 94 a few years. Yeah. I could be wrong, but I thought he was. And uh, I'm sure there's a couple guys further down the list. I know there are. I know there are. That we got some other prospects, but those would be the five most likely that are. Uh, and then, and then Nick Wickren. You, I mean, Nick Wickren. I would assume is a lock to Nick, make this bullpen. Oh, oh yeah, but I don't think he hits much more than ninety four, ninety five. Eight. What's his average best today? Days. It's ninety four. I guess I'm looking at guys at least hitting like ninety seven. Gotcha. And yeah, you're not part of the smoke show of '94. Come on, yeah, yeah. No, that's just that's just like you know, no invites to the fire festival unless you're hitting at least '96, '97. Okay, yeah. fire brigade is only for those who hit '97. Like we can't be league average '94, which uh, that is like league average fastballs are around '94, just as a point. 
there are a number of veterans too that are uh, most likely, unless I mean, I would assume unless uh, there's like an injury or something. Obviously, Ol- Oliver Perez is in the mix, but there are guys like Ol- uh, Blake Parker, Heath Embry, just like random, you know, those like bullpen names that you've heard of for like a decade, and they're just like on whatever yeah. team, you know, on any given year. A lot of non-roster um, dudes. Yeah, yeah, a lot of those guys, um, including good old friend Brian Shaw, who. Gird your loins, uh, Indians fans, because he's going to find his way on this team. I, I have this like crazy feeling. I know he's yeah. like, I know his ERA, and I think he's only pitched like what one game, four. Oh God, he's already been no, in four three games. Three games, <laughs> three games, and his three ERA and is thirds. above ten. Oh, in like well, two and two thirds. So he's actually three and two thirds now. So he did pitch today. Okay, I believe, he pitched today. So. Okay. So just so to update you, his ERA is about lower. Yeah, just a seven seven and th- oh. uh, seven point three six. So, um, mine. The funny thing is, like, I think he retired the side in his in the game today, and it was like a paragraph of praise in a quote. <laughs> so, like, yeah, I think he's making this team. Like, I I just I oh, have this absolutely. like sneaking suspicion that like well they, that they just decided this. I mean, the only the only guys that are. The only relief pitchers that are locks are Wigren and, and Maton. Those are the only vet locks, I'd say. And then, yeah. So, you know, I mean, Tito I would, we know Tito likes his uh, his vets. I get it early on, especially where you know you have a ton of young guys, and you know, come August, September, if we're in contention, then maybe you got to make some a tough roster decision. And, but we have so many young guys that are like up and coming big arms, uh, in the smoke show that like you, mm. you, you, you do need some mentorship. So like, yeah. it, it's not great. I don't like, if I could choose, I would not have him, but I, well, I, like, I don't it. think Nick Sandlin's making, like he's not making this roster. I don't think he makes the roster no. on opening day. No, Especially coming off an injury in 2019, so he missed that season. That's a huge ask. Yeah, I wouldn't expect him. He would. He would need to solidify his his position within the fire brigade. Before <laughs> yeah, he'd be at the, the smoke show. Oh man, <laughs> key cog at the fire festival. What yeah, stage? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Right now, yeah, right? He's not main stage quite yet. He's off playing, like, a side stage in the afternoon. Okay. Um, like, wait, so, like, what, AAA? Yeah, I would say <laughs> it's about... That's, yeah, that's AAA right now. Okay. The other name I would say that don't be surprised if he makes it, because I thought he was actually also having a decent, you know, three innings uh, in the books, was Blake Parker. Uh, yeah, he's, like, 35. Again, he is like 35, yes. And but the stat that I went through and found of everybody in that competition, Blake mm-hmm. Parker has 30, 34 major league career save. And the next closest, I believe, is Brian Shaw. Let me pull that. I mean, yeah, to- totally. Well, and like, if you look at because yeah, Brian Parker, Shaw is number I, two on that list with 12. That's not so I can I could see a scenario working itself out where 
maybe Parker is the closer for the first month, and then, you know, they kind of move on. Say thank you for your service. Here's a gift basket. Jesus will meet you at the door with that <laughs> gift basket. And an and, NDA. Uh, yeah, and an NDA, <laughs> right. yes, yes. Well, Blake Parker said quite... I mean, he's had some great years. I know he he was yeah. always uh, a guy that I liked when he was with the Angels. Um, and he had a couple really good seasons in 17 and 18 with the Angels. Uh, last year in 14, uh, 14 games, he had a 281 ERA. Yeah. And, I mean, 16 innings. But, you know, he had three straight years of 60-plus innings uh, between the Angels, the Twins, and the Phillies. I mean, he has a career 3.52 ERA. That's pretty great. Yeah, I mean, he's just a guy. I mean, he, he'd be a guy who would just. I don't know if. I mean, I don't know if I'd feel very comfortable with him as the closer. But he's a. I'm he's just, a vet I'm just that, telling you. Totally, that's the, the inexperience of the bullpen. Yeah, yeah, he's the most experienced one in the pen, and I could just see them going. Well, let's go with a somewhat proven commodity. I mean, for sure, it's like. Any any bullpen's going to have to have guys like that, and there's always going to be a place for them, especially when you're rolling with like 13 dudes in your on your pitching staff. So yeah, yeah, you know, it, it makes more sense. My guess is they'll do the thing that they typically do, where they open the season a little bit heavier in vets where they can, <laughs> and in this this year it'll be the bullpen because like you know how some years it was like, hey, we signed Marlon Bird and. Uh, uh, oh God! I'm oh, trying to think. Of who who did, there was the third baseman? Yeah, exactly. I, I, and I'm gonna people are gonna rip Name's us. Tip of my tongue. We'll get it. Dabs is random Indian of the week. It's not, but you're talking about you're talking about Timothy Third. Oh yes, 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 yes. <laughs> um, yeah, we're, uh, it's like tip of my tongue, baby, and it's gonna freak me out until I get it, but. This year it'll be in the bullpen where it's like, oh yeah, it's maybe Blake Parker or Brian Shaw and Oliver Perez, and then when one of them gets shelled in like three appearances in May, it's like, yeah. nope. Hey, what what yeah. are you up to, Nick Sandlin? <laughs> like yeah. we time for you to come up. Yeah, like we made a huge mistake. Yes, um, Juan Uribe. Uribe. Is that what, who it was? Juan Uribe? That's who we were thinking. Yeah. We were oh. thinking of Juan. Oh, that's right. I remember. Rajay, Rajay I remember he. On that team too. He started that season in. Oh, it was 16. Holy cow. It was, yeah, it was 2016. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Boy, that season started and ended very differently. I, I remember he started that season pretty well and then uh, really botched. He had seven some home runs. Yeah. Like, I remember that. I remember he, if I'm not mistaken, like carried that team at the beginning of April. So anyway, uh, but but see, that's that's what some of this these guys fill as a role is like. You know, he's a vet that might pitch for like, <clears throat> you know, t- if Blake Parker made this team and pitched for two months and exactly. carried us to the summer, it's like exactly, yeah. So that and, that could and Terry be the case. goes on record every spring training saying, you know, it it is a shock to the system. For some of these young guys, that first April in Cleveland, right, coming from Arizona and then going to April, uh, you know, April in Cleveland, he goes. We'd rather have the vet for a year or for a year for a month or two, and then you know, 
let the young youngling go to Columbus or Akron and then, you know, bring them up. And I wouldn't want my bullpen to be entirely like young guys anyway, because no. that's so volatile. Yeah. So, uh, can't yeah, have a you bullpen can much full of babies. No, nope. that's right. They can't be all the gassy babies. No, no, they can't all be gassy babies. Just no, they got to be an adult in the room somewhere. Um, I was looking at, you know, it's funny too. We were talking about Bobby Bradley, and a lot of people were like marveling at that like absurd home run that he hit. Uh, in I, I might have been like even the first game of of the spring down the line. Yeah, where yeah, he hit, like he hit like the facility or something. He hit like, the something facility insane. that was like. 15 feet beyond the wall, and it was like, I don't know, probably a good 15, 20 feet up that said wall. Yeah, like just gargantuan. And the funny thing is, when I look at, because really, like probably the biggest position battle is first base. And Mm -hmm. for all the hype that his home run got, again, I don't want to overreact. It's 10 at bats, but Bobby Bradley has two hits, which are two home runs, and then he's got two two strikeouts as well uh, within those 10 at-bats. So, I mean, that's going to be his biggest hill to climb is he's got two two home runs and 10 at-bats and, and, and two strikeouts. So it's like we're still kind of in that zone of like, you know, is he can he hit consistently? Because his defense isn't going to be what gets him on this team. Um and I honestly don't even love the idea of Jake Bowers being our first baseman. Like that doesn't excite me because I know they're trying to put Josh Naylor in the outfield, potentially in right field. It's like, you know, I love Josh Naylor and I'm loving him more every single day. Like that guy's got a pretty infectious energy on the bench. And I I might just like be like, can you be our first baseman? <laughs> so oh, opening up, opening up more of a spot for like, an, an Ahmed Rosario and a Daniel Johnson, potentially like where there's more space in the outfield for some of these yeah. guys, even a Yu Chang. If somehow he, I don't think he's played any outfield, but it's like, I don't know. Uh, it just, no. it's like, nobody's jumping out at me at first base right now. It's like, yeah, Bobby Bradley's big giant home runs are cool, but like, is he going to hit over like two thirty? Yeah. I worry that it's like, he starts the year off and has gets four quick home runs in the first like twelve days of the season, and we're like, "Oh, guys, we have our like our fourth masher. This yeah. is going to be great." He's going to win Rookie of the Year. He's yeah, and then break by like Pete May, record. And by May, he still has four home runs, and he is batting one eighty with like thirty strikeouts already, and just like, well, yeah, maybe right. next year. Yeah, two bad weeks of him yeah. just going like one for like thirty exactly. or something That's, like that. Yeah, yeah. I, I right. I mean, I would love to to get back and and have a big hitting first baseman with him as the answer. I just the consistency is always just he his average is always so low. I mean, I know he raked in uh in, in the minors like he had like thirty three home runs and like one hundred and seven RBIs last year or twenty nineteen. Um, but, but yeah, I mean, I hope he's the answer. That'd be awesome. Like, yeah, I, and I don't want anybody to take yeah, it. I'll take it. 
Yeah. I'll take it. I don't want anybody to come after us being like, what the hell's wrong with you idiots? Like he's only, it's only 10 at bats. So I don't want anybody to like freak right. out. It's just like, I just want to put it out there is like, you know, that, that I mean, to going be fair, until I'm proven otherwise. If but I, I think the expectation for him would be a 240 average with, I mean, at least 25 home runs. Yeah. And at least 80 RBI. If he did I mean, that, that would be awesome. Like, I, I would love our first baseman to hit 240 to 260, 20-plus home runs, 80-plus RBIs, and be, like, serviceable on defense. That, that cool. That's, Don't I, be a hindrance at first. Yes, yes. At least be league average, you know. And I'm not sure how much more you can expect from Jake Bowers, even with this sort of, like, it appear, you know, the rumblings on him are that he's come into camp with like a new attitude, basically. Oh, that he's a new okay, a, so a new attitude. He's got a he's got a new outlook on yeah. on everything. Oh, okay, a new approach Funny to that, baseball, you know, a new approach uh, to life. Yeah, so he's he's really feeling it. <laughs> I love the fucking stories that people are forced to report during spring training. Oh, to, dude, to just like ra- like ra- wrap you up and. And make you like okay, like I thank God where our team has at least been like interesting the last like yeah. five years. Oh, Imagine gosh. being like the Marlins spring training beat reporter, just like fuck, like <laughs> yeah, right. Do we or, have like, New the, Jersey's just, like, the this Pirates? Year? Like the what pirates? do you do yes. with the Pirates, man? Well, when I was I when I was out there, I did a spring training, and first of all, when you do spring training, what's hilarious is that you never see a full game because. Uh, the starter is always pulled after like, you know, two innings or whatever. Yeah. And he goes back into that facility that Bobby Bradley hit basically. And they're throwing extra bullpen sessions and stuff. And you go back out there and you interview him. So you're not even watching like three innings of that game. So reporting on the game is just like, who gives a shit? It's like right. by, by the, also at of that a spring point training in the game, game, those are guys who are probably what? Most likely projected to be double A players. Yeah, they're two years out from especially spring. the especially yeah. that early in spring. Yeah, uh, you know, once the roster starts to thin out and you and guys need it back, it's like Certain. okay. So, but I remember the one, the one, thing, one of the couple of times where Terry Francona looked at me like I was the dumbest person on the planet was <laughs> when probably year, rightfully so, and you know he's not far <laughs> off when it was two thousand. Uh, 14 or 2015. No, 14. So it was the 14 season where they were trying out Carlos Santana at third. Is that and where he we had a game? That wild card game against Tampa? That was 13. That was 13. Okay, it was 13. So 14 was kind of a, I think we were like 80 some wins, uh, 82 or something like that. Cause we've never been under 500 with him. So yeah. I think it was 82 wins, 83 maybe. Anyway, um, Carlos Santana had a game in the spring. And it was like, maybe like the second or third game of the spring. And he had two errors. And one of them was like, his God awful throwing error. <laughs> and I was like, cause like you're searching for anything. So like, I didn't really under, it's like hard to kind of gauge. Like, what do you ask the manager in the spring? Like after like the second spring game. And so I was like, Hey, do you have any concerns about Carlos Santana at third base? You know, kind of after the game that he had today. <laughs> and he just like looked at me just like, 
get the fuck away from me. <laughs> like you, like garbage person. Like he was just like staring into my soul and he was going to like pull it out of me and like put it in his pocket and like keep it. And I, it was like, so I've always like thought about that in terms of trying not to overreact to certain things or be like, cause like, cause being in the clubhouse and around those guys at that time, I kind of got that. It's like, and like you were saying earlier, Chris, about like guys just, you know, throwing fastballs just to get in the work. It's like, yeah. you can't put much stock into the spring. It's, it's a completely no. different mindset and approach that these guys have where you might see it as, Oh, it's a baseball game. And this guy stinks because he's only two for 10 or this pitcher's awesome. Cause he got 20 strikeouts or whatever the case may be there. It's just for tinkering. It's like, you know, I'm working to get myself ready for the season when it counts. So I'm not going to approach it the way I would a normal game. And so yeah. you can't, you, it's like hard to put the same stock into that. So it's like, it's a weird balance between that. And, and you especially, know? And especially when you were out there and, you know, there was the full camp. You could see a guy who is like 19 years old who has no business playing up against 25 year old you know, young players on the big league roster, but it's his day to pitch and he's going to go three innings. And so and get blasted, right? Just get blasted. <laughs> just, he's going to leave the game with an ERA of like 49.9. And that's why but, those score. It's like, that's why we didn't even bother watching or need to watch like the later innings of those games. It's like, yeah, you, you could have your gamer written by, the fifth inning because it's like it does not matter what happens <laughs> the right. rest no. of the way. Which yeah, I kind of you... like. Okay, I was say I kind of like this new rule to limit the uh, pitch count. Um, totally, and yeah, uh, right. aren't they seven inning games? I think a lot of them are. I think I think they're all sometimes scheduled to at least go seven. I think there are a few games scheduled to go nine, but even the games that go seven. Like the coach's discretion, like, hey, like, you want to play another inning? Yeah, okay, cool. So, it's so <laughs> like, just kind of thrown together this year. I'm, surpri- I'm surprised like- they're doing that that rule in the regular season with um, starting with uh, extra innings as a man on second. Well, they've they've already done that. Well, they did it last year. Mm-hmm. But I thought it was like, but it's carrying over year. this year. Is what he yeah, said. I was, was last year the first that, time. Was last year? Yeah, the first year was the first time yeah. in the bigs. It's been around in the minors now for, I believe, like at least three years. Do you like that rule? I don't. No. no, I don't like it. Yeah, no, I really don't like it. Now I will say, it's too much of a it's too much of a manipulation for me of, sure. of like the game. I would much rather see them go 10, 11, and 12, pure baseball, just just normal baseball. If a game gets into the 13th inning, yeah. at that point, okay. maybe yeah. there's a runner at second. Because then you're starting, I mean, how many games go 13 innings? Right. You're talking about maybe, okay. what, 15 a year max? Yeah. And at that point, you know, an extra three innings of 
you know, 10, 11, 12, you're talking probably the game is now approaching five hours. Kid and kids, you know, kids we can wrap that, that up. You know, Most kids are just sitting there staring, that. glued. You know what's I, funny is like okay, the only, literally, the only thing that baseball needs to do to ever fix like the speed of the game is just make the goddamn pitchers pitch in a rhythm within a time limit, and that's the only thing they've ever had to do to make the game go faster, and they um, never ever enforce it. I would also say that uh, players like Nomar Garcia Parra would be fined for adjusting his batting gloves between every single yeah. pitch. Just I'm keep, sorry, yeah. but if you keep the bat on your shoulder, your wrists did not flex enough. Totally. That your <laughs> yes. batting gloves need to be <laughs> right. retightened. They loosen up. Right. Like, they did not loosen up that much. Like, right. If they did, then you need to get some better gloves. Right. Tr- trust me, man. Like, that's not like, going to be the make or break thing about your at-bat No. Here. And I, I get it. You know, baseball... Is, is all about you got to feel comfortable to perform well um and if you're if something just feels off you're you're it's in the back of your head and you know but god that is i would say batters, like batters need to kind of stay ready and pitchers need to be moving oh, i would say like with it maybe even like you could start be like inning seven eight nine we won't do it but innings one through six, we are going to enforce a strict time limit on pitchers because maybe once the game gets closer to the end, maybe there's like that, you know, for like, you know, added... Uh, yeah, strategy and drama and stuff. Strategy yeah. and drama. It's like, okay, maybe we let it ride. But if we can get to the seventh inning and the game is only like maybe two hours long... Oh, your money then. I mean, yeah. then it's like, okay, That's great. A sweet spot. Yes. Yeah, if you're an Instead, hour 45 with seven like going into the seventh inning, that's awesome. No one on My the question, planet. though, is what would ESPN do the 97 times they have Boston and New York? Oh, Because well, that's, that's a guarantee of like six hours of content when those two teams 100%. get together. <laughs> what a then they would do I more pre, pre-game, pre-show. You get more like, let's go check out the bars near Fenway. Let's go. Let's go. Like food tour of New York City. You get Kenny Mayne like trying wacky shit in like Times Square <laughs> and stuff. I think. Hey, like, if Kenny Mayne's involved, I will watch. Oh, I, love I Kenny will be. In on He's it. Yeah, I, I will absolutely be a part of that. Yeah, I like. Okay, what about this role change for to help with the? I think the old school people would love this, but to help with the fundamentals of baseball, if you get to like like you said, innings ten, eleven, twelve, and we we're gonna do a whole episode that's like insane rule changes we want to do. But 10, 11, 12 is just normal. Uh, you don't have the person on second. But in inning 13, you start with bases loaded, but you can only bunt. <laughs> I would start scouting the Taiwanese league hardcore. You're going to have some specialty like pinch, pinch yeah. butter, bunters for that like yeah. one time a year where he can exactly. like pull off a drag you know, bunt. You know what actually would, would be like what would actually like set that it would actually make that a cool rule would be you still stick with a guy on second, but you make the first guy, the first two guys have to bunt because it's such a like lost skill now that it is, yeah. I couldn't like you. There's no guarantee they'd move that runner over. No, <laughs> not whatsoever. I, and, and legit, I would, I would, I would scout like the Taiwanese league or a Japanese league. Cause one of those leagues, 
instead of having a home run derby, has a bunting contest. That's incredible. Yeah. It's beautiful. That is fun. They should do a bunting contest. It's like sure. curling. It's like curling. It's amazing. Really Could is. you imagine like ESPN trying to hype you up for like the the bunting skills challenge. I mean, they used to do it with dart, professional darts and billiards, so they could do it, right? What well, is funny? It's like people. Yeah, it's like get they, Berman. Get Berman on that. Why <laughs> not? It's going, going, going. Oh, like, oh yeah, right. I, I love would that be they, so lost and confused, and it would be perfect. It would. It would like the first two years we must watch TV. I mean, I love Berman. He's like, it sounds like he's manically doing poppers like during every come on derby. <laughs> it's incredible. Oddly enough, that's the second time I heard about poppers this week, but I digress. <laughs> How's your week going? So yeah, Chris, I'm glad that you brought uh, up this other point because uh, the cord cutters of the world are in some deep trouble at the moment. Um, basically, and I'm one of them, if you want to watch the Indians as of right now, you have to have cable uh, because um, the YouTube TV, Hulu TV, Fubo, um, any Roku, any of those services, basically Sinclair owns all of those regional Fox Sports channels, which have now been turned been, into yeah. Bally. Bally, which is so crazy um, because well, they're soon, going they're going super gaming. It's going to be gonna be able integrated to, like, with bet gambling in game and stuff. Yeah, that's they're, incredible. They're nuts. They're, they're going to have. So, Bally, the whole idea with getting Bally's on board, just as a quick aside, is, uh, well, Sinclair also, let me just, since since you brought them up, Sinclair laid off 5% of their workforce this week. Hey, guys, you know how you could have avoided that? Make a freaking deal with the cord-cutting services. It's, it, it's not such rocket a, it's science. A huge it's not rocket science. It's a huge standoff, and it's probably over like twenty five cents a month. So, bro, it's you know it's the most minute, like yeah, five cents here, ten cents yeah. there, yeah, yeah. But well, Bally's and Sinclair working on an app, supposedly yes. that supposedly was supposed to be ready by the start of the season, but I haven't heard anything. I don't care. It's like I don't give a shit about an app. Just give me my channel. Well, no, like, the app will have the app. You'll be able to stream your games there too. Right. Okay. But you know, I think these YouTube TVs, especially YouTube TV, because that was the reason why I had had subscribed to that one in particular was because they had all of the sports, and it was the most. No, that's Hulu, and that's why I went to Hulu. Hulu has live TVs and all the sports. Well, now Baker none of them have the sports. <laughs> So. Yeah, I, have, I still have no idea how I'm going to do this podcast. I'm probably just going to like watch the summary videos and like follow along uh, box well, scores. Look, you didn't I hear have no way to watch I mean, the games. You didn't hear it from me, but there are plenty of streaming uh, options Ooh. for us. So okay, send me well, one of those. Well, I mean, I can't confirm or deny that I know of this, but I it's have where a we watch True Lies with Bulgarian uh, <laughs> sex pop ups. <laughs> right. Yeah, right. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, I always, or, I always or get that on my time. Or Tommy Hamilton. That's or you could or yes, you could enjoy the beautiful soothing Sultry sounds voice. of Tom Hamilton's voice, which I love it um, so much. There's nothing better than in the summers on a Sunday afternoon washing your car and having him on the radio, 
or on a Saturday when you're on your deck outside and you got him on the radio or or it's the kid, dead of winter and their... you're feeling you know those those uh wintertime blues mm. you just oh my god an old game wait yep. i just realized i have this serious app and i get all the mlb games and i get both home and away so i'll get the tom hamilton so i can just yeah. listen to the games well like yeah also school. dude you you are actually in a fine spot in LA because like if you wanted to you could just get MLB TV. Yeah. Oh, that's you're, true. Yeah, your your problem is you're blacked out. We're blacked out yeah. in the area, oh. so there's no option for us. So okay. you're okay. You, you can do whatever you want. Um, also, I think uh, the, the, the MMS, who's their parent company, iHeartRadio, mm-hmm. um, will be broadcasting the games on their app this year too. The, so you like, can at least listen. You can listen, listen to the to broadcast right. on the radio. Okay. Too. Yeah. I mean, you know, this will get solved. Trust me. I This will get solved. It will get resolved, but season. it may not be a bio. Yeah. So slightly annoying, but that's also what we're dealing with. So, all right. Um, we are wrapping things up with our segment that we love so much. Uh and I think we've only nailed it one time, or maybe a couple yes. times now. We are doing the random Indian of the week, and Fabs, this is your week. So awesome! Quick aside, I'm obsessed with the Cleveland All Star Game logo for oh 2022. The, yes, incredible! Oh, NBA, yes, yeah. Oh my god, it's and incredible! NBA talk for you. Yeah, just real, just quick aside. It's not rock and roll themed. It's god. it's just it's beautiful. So if you haven't seen it, it's great. It's subtle. It's, it's, it's incredible. Just, the, the, the one that's just the star with the terminal tower being like the yeah, oh my god, oh, star. So oh. definitely gonna get some merch next year. Yes, it gets so. it gets rave reviews simply for the fact that there is no guitar motif right anywhere to be found. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that like, alone there's no, like, makes it like an eight out of ten minimum in my yes. book. And there's no, like, there's not it. even like a subtle mention where they're like, oh, nope. hey, these strings represent a guitar neck. And, you know, it's nope. like, no, you know, no, stop not, it. Not, not the, the, uh, you know, to spend too much time on the subject, but, you know, I got it in the nine with the Cleveland Crunch, the indoor soccer team, with the Cleveland Rockers, with the 97 and, uh, NBA All Star game. I got it. You know, the Rock Hall was the hot new thing here in Cleveland. 97 All-Star game here in Cleveland didn't use it. No, they used the light top. But you know what All-Star game in Cleveland used it? 2019. Yeah. Ugh. The fact that we're using the guitar motif, you know, 25, 30 years still. Spare me. And it'll it'll forever be the B-roll of of, a nationally televised Cleveland game. Will be the Rock Hall on the lake. Buckle up, because the uh, the uh, NFL uh, oh, draft, the draft in April, yes. the pick is in, and it's going to be a guitar pick. Is it really? Is it really? I've seen some of the logos out there floating around, and it's Fuck. a guitar pick <laughs> shape with God. the pick is in. So, 
Enjoy watching the draft from the comfort of your home. I hope we get like that. We and, get that, uh, and then we get like live from the Hall of Fame, and it's like OJ Simpson like on the scene. Well, it's just it, like, why were these the decisions for us? The, <laughs> what? <laughs> the, I, I believe, I believe that they. Um, well, I know they, there was two big warehouses on the lakefront. Those are gone, baby. Just sit just north of the stadium. They've demolished those, so the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame will be in the backdrop. Oh yeah, of for course. probably ninety five percent of the shots. Oh yeah, perfect. God damn, perfect. Yeah. God so damn it, thank they're you, skiing NBA. like a pile of pierogies, and like they have the rock hall in the back, and that's all it is. Yeah, <laughs> thank you. To the that's NBA what you people for, like here, for, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> all right, um, all right. So let's go back the way back machine to two thousand eight. Uh, mm. This this Ooh. random ML, or random ML, this random Cleveland Indian. Uh, he made five total plate appearances and struck out four times. Um, <laughs> what year is this? Did you mention a year? 2008. Oh, wait. Oh, 2008. Wait. Oh, shit. Uh, he made, he played, uh, did various appearances in 31 games. He made an all-star team. I won't tell you at what level that year. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, and he's a career 175 hitter. Ezekiel Carrera. No. Damn. Nah, that would have been Chris too early. Bull. That, that would have been too early. Holbrook Luis Valbuena. <laughs> no. My last clue will certainly give it away, so okay. uh, let me know when you'd like that. I think actually the Valbuena went on to have a decent uh, little career. Yeah. Oh, man. That is tough. This is oh, a tough eight. one. Oh! Well, that's too early. It's too early. Uh, but I guess I could, I could guess Andy Marte? No, not Andy Marte. Damn it. Okay, I might be tapped yeah, out. He was still he was still a prospect. Yeah. Point. Yeah. Highly thought of one still too. Yep. Couldn't remember the years. I'm just trying to think of some like defensive replacement. Obviously with those number of at bat. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> That's a bit of a lost year too. Yeah, that was. Says he made an all star team that mm-hmm. Definitely in the minors. Most certain <laughs> level. We're talking double A or triple A. Probably triple A because you know the Indians don't ever like to take anybody from double A the bigs. Right. 08, they would have been with the Clippers. So I'm thinking like just some like just bizarre some outfielder. Like a. I don't think you guys are going to get comfortable. No, I don't think so. I don't, you got to so, guess, Chris? You want to guess real quick? Hit me with this last clue. Yeah, let's get this last clue. Okay, we'll so away. the last clue would definitely give you it. I wanted to change your perception on how you viewed players with this one. So not everybody on the team can, in theory, make a plate appearance if you play in the National League. Uh, he won the 20, uh, 2008 Cy Young Award. <laughs> Wait, uh, Cliff Lee? Yes, it was Cliff Lee. <laughs> <laughs> sneaky, sneaky. You son of a bitch. <laughs> that's, that's good. That's really yeah, good. Yeah, he only had 30, played in, only played in uh, 31 games that year. That's yeah. Oh, yeah, man. Yeah, I can't imagine. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Oh, that's That's real solid. That's really solid. 
Because <laughs> yeah. here I'm racking my brain for like I tried, middle I like, infielder. I had to sell it. I had to sell it, yeah. I'm giving you the clues. Because I had to like be like, oh yeah, he was like in like 31 various games in like some capacity. Uh-huh. Maybe uh, like maybe like once a week he played. Yeah, I, I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't know. He he made an all-star team at some level for the Indians. Um yeah, so, yeah. Oh, that's oh, wild. God. That is hilarious. That's ah, damn, damn. That's All right, sneaky, you just took it up a notch, sneaky. man. <laughs> yes, the bar has been raised. The gauntlet has. I was been like, just looking through random years. I'm like, what's a random year? Okay, 2008. And I'm just looking. I'm like, no, nobody jumps out. And then I got into like batting stats, and I'm like, oh, Cliff Lee. Oh, they'll never fucking think of it this way. Let's do this. <laughs> well, now that I know that this is in play. It's yes. going to get wild. Yeah, it's that's gonna get good. weird. Very so. Yeah, love it. All right. Yeah, here, random, you know, he's sort of becoming a bit nice. of a random Indian. He does kind of feel a bit like one. Man, he's like he was one of my favorite pitchers too. I, I love Kofi so much. He was so good. He was so fun to watch, and he never got a World Series. He was always on the team that would like win it the year after, or almost win one when he was with like the Phillies and the Rangers and stuff. He was, yeah. and he had that yeah, crazy oops. run in the postseason. Where he had like twenty seven innings without giving up a run. Yeah, any uh, that World Series with the Yankees, there was that game where him and uh, he and CC faced off against each other, which was oh yeah, that was like putrid for Cleveland, super yes. painful, <laughs> very hard to watch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, um, wasn't that game one too? Like I believe it was. It yeah. Probably, yeah. I got to imagine that was that the was the year. I mean that yeah that was the year the Yankees won the oh nine oh nine yeah or, yeah because two thousand eight the Phillies won oh against Tampa yeah against Tampa yep yeah baby yeah oh nine uh with uh, the World Series champion Nick Swisher <laughs> Jesus Christ believe it baby <laughs> Bro Ohio <Liz>. lives. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I think that wraps up uh, our little spring training uh, check-in. We will be back with a, uh, in a in a couple more weeks at least with a full season discussion um, with some fun episodes sprinkled in between. So, uh, you know, uh, keep checking in. Follow us on social at Calpino Pod, and uh, we'll catch you guys later. 